Greetings, and welcome to today's topic of take your mind off of what you don't want. I love doing what I'm doing and having the opportunity to speak with you every week about how to live your best life. I would love to remind you every single week of the basics to this easy formula. Take your mind off of what you don't want. Place your mind on what you do want. Make the feeling of having that thing more real to you than anything else. And then take whatever action or step towards it that is available for you to take. I will remind you of this every single week because I know from experience that it can take a while to reprogram the thinking that we've spent a lifetime of developing. I also know from experience that you can hear this stuff, agree with it, feel good about it, and then do very little to implement these life-changing concepts into your life. I know for me, I did one or two things here and there, but it actually took me to start teaching the principles before I really started implementing these simple steps. And looking back, I realized that I had to actually do something in order to get the ball rolling. In other words, just understanding these principles in my mind, but not actually practicing these principles did very little for me. So I really want you to practice these principles. Pick one, anyone, and decide and dedicate yourself to the practicing of it. Actually, how about this? How about for the next two weeks, we all, everyone who's watching this video, practice taking your mind off of what you don't want. Now, what exactly do I mean when I say that? I believe that it is a part of the human condition to look at and look for everything that is wrong in our environment, perhaps in some attempt to make things better. I think we believe that if we know what is wrong, we can then take the steps to correct it. But the truth is, more often than not, when we know what is wrong, we just flow lots of negative energy toward that thing, and we often feel rather powerless to change the situation. We look at all of the horror on the news every day and do nothing but shake our heads. I know the very sound of a news report causes my heart rate to speed up. We have situations at work that cause us to complain. And even at home, many of us walk into the door and the first thing we notice is that someone did not wash the dishes or the pile of laundry that has been left unfolded. And we allow these things to irritate us. I know all about noticing what is wrong or what I don't want. <laughs> In my brain, I always thought this was a good thing because I would analyze situations and look for solutions. If I couldn't fix everything that was wrong, then who was I? What was I supposed to be doing? So my eyes would automatically find everything wrong in the environment that I was in and then develop plans for fixing it. 
In other words, my mind was always too busy to place it lovingly on the things that I wanted to create in life. Now, I know some of you might be thinking that we don't live in a bubble and there is real trauma out there in the world. And if we're not aware of it, how can we help bring about change? Well, I have a couple of ideas on this. First, I think that it's perfectly okay to pick something that you're passionate about and pour your loving energy onto that cause. Perhaps you want to help abuse women transition into a better place in their lives. Or you want better care for the elderly or for war veterans or better schools for children. Whatever your passion is, pour your loving energy all over those kinds of things. But do notice that I say your loving energy, your angry energy or feeling sorry for them energy, does very little to help them, you, or the world. Secondly, I believe that every thought and feeling that we have makes a meaningful impression in our world. Our thoughts reach far and beyond the limits of our physical body because we are all connected in ways that just might surprise you. So the simple act of sending your daily love to the entire universe is significantly more beneficial to the world than you adding your anger, pity, your mm-mm-mm's, and that's a shame energy to the mix. So we want to take our attention off of what we don't want. Whatever you put your attention on grows. So let's work on removing our attention from what we don't want. Put it in your mind that whenever you start giving your attention to what you don't want, you will shift your attention or replace the thoughts or reframe what it is that you're looking at. Years ago, I did an experiment with an egg timer. I guess nowadays I would have just used my cell phone, but anyway, I would set the egg timer for random intervals. Whenever the timer rang, I would take notice of my thoughts. What I found was that most of the time, I was thinking something like, dang, can anybody do anything right? <laughs> I guess I have to do this myself. I might as well do this myself because someone else is going to mess it up. Why do I have to do everything? <laughs> So it really doesn't take rocket science to guess what was going on in my life. I was doing everything. I was overwhelmed, frustrated, and couldn't see any way out of this situation. But having that insight of what the balance of my thoughts really were, and coupled with the belief in the possibility that if I changed my thoughts, I could change my life, I asked myself the question, how can I change my thinking? Because I really did believe that if I didn't do it, it wouldn't get done or it would be done all wrong. But if you're open and willing to change, if you put a question out there, you're going to get an answer. And it may not have happened overnight, I'm not sure, 
But I started getting clear on my own issues surrounding my need for control. I think that is a women's disease. I got clear on why I needed to control everything around me. That was actually my safety net. I needed to control every detail of my environment so that there were no surprises and that things were situated in such a way that everything that surrounded me fit nicely into my comfort zone. But staying in my comfort zone was causing me to be in jail. It was limiting my freedom because I was spending all of my time tending to the minute details that actually made no real difference in the whole scheme of life. Now, mind you, I still have the remnants of this disease, but it is far more manageable for me and for the people who have to deal with me now. <laughs> the other thing that I do to consciously take my mind off of what I don't want is to play a game with myself that I've named Catch Yourself in the Act. So whenever I notice that I'm getting frustrated or irritated, I stop myself in that moment and I change my thoughts. Maybe someone is being rude to me. I might allow my thoughts to start running wild, but then I take control of my thoughts and I tell myself a different story as to why this situation is happening. The truth is, I don't know why a person is behaving the way they're, they're behaving. Whatever reason I initially come up with, like maybe the person is selfish or the person is mean or careless or arrogant or racist, I made all of that up. I don't know the real reason why they're treating me unkindly. So I just make up another story, like maybe they're having a bad day or a bad life or dealing with another situation and so that they aren't self-aware right now. See, I've had bad days too. I'm sometimes not fully present either. I deal with situations that are difficult too. When I remember that this person is having a human experience, it allows me to offer them a different energy than the one that they've offered me. And often, in that moment, we both are transformed, just a little, and we both become better people as a result. I also take the time to rephrase and reframe my thoughts. When I hear myself say or think something like, I can never do blank, or I always mess up when I do blank, or I don't know how to do blank, I change it up. Instead of, I can never, I might say, I've been challenged with that in the past, but I know there's a way. Instead of saying, I always mess this up, I might say, now Arvette, do you always, or was it just two or three times? You got this. And instead of, I don't know how to, I might change it to, in this moment, I don't see the answer, but I know that there are at least a million ways that this can be done. 
And I know that one of those answers is going to appear very soon. And my number one fallback for changing my thoughts is to make everything into a comedy show. I just find the humor in everything and I just laugh. So yes, let's all agree to place this at the top of our minds for the next two weeks. Take your mind off of what you don't want. Stop putting your attention on all the things you don't want to feed. Don't watch the news for two weeks. Trust me, you're still going to hear all about the important stuff, but without having to hear all of the trauma that goes along with it. Take your mind off of all the sadness and devastation in the world. Sure, if there is an area that you want to get involved in pouring your loving energy on, then do that. But don't get bogged down with the sadness and pain over things that you are not working on changing. Instead, just send your most loving energy and healing energy out into the entire world. Catch yourself in the act. Change your thoughts into something that serves you better in the moment, that in the same moment that you're having those thoughts. Rephrase and reframe your thoughts. Find more reasons to laugh than to shake your head. The benefits of these simple exercises are priceless. You will begin to see yourself differently. You will see the people around you differently and you will see the world differently. You are opening up a window to new possibilities in your life by changing where you place your focus. If you're like me, you may be letting yourself out of jail, a prison that you didn't even know you were in, created by your own mind. Your stress levels will go down, which means your body will stop releasing so much cortisol into your body, which is a precursor to so many things going wrong in our bodies. And if you turn on the feel-good chemicals from laughing and replacing your anger with love, then you are increasing many other chemicals that would nourish your body from the inside out. And listen, if you practice this and then want to be a guest on the podcast to tell us how this worked out for you, just let me know. You can comment in this section below this video or you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram at arvettemcclain.com. So step one, take your mind off of what you don't want. Let's do this. Until next time.